It's Saturday Night in Comedy and the end of yet another month in jokes. And that means it's time again for the Roundup. Tonight, we've assembled an all-star panel of comics and content creators who are storming the internet and blowing up with a flood of videos just destined to be liked, shared, and tweeted about in the digital age. Yes, our attention span is short, and if clicks and views happen to be your drug of choice, these online outlaws are the biggest pushers we know. Let's see what these viral virtuosos have to say about the biggest topics of the month. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to an all-new Inside Jokes, baby! Right here, as always, on 640 Toronto, and of course, streaming coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, planet-Earth-wide, on Global News Online. And as always, brought to you by our lovely friends at Akeem Optical. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's... Just another Chinese spy balloon. That's one of the many things that we're recovering and wrapping up on this past month on stage and off. Another weird month in comedy. Certainly another bizarre month in politics. The world just on the brink of societal collapse. All kinds of great things to get into with our panel. On tonight's roundup, we got our producer Vince Tedesco with us on the line. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Do you think those people in the spy balloons are actually using Hakeem Optical Eyewear? I, they could be. I just don't know. I don't understand what's with why. Why are we using hot air balloon technology? I don't get it. Oh. And as Bill Bill Maher made a good pa- point on real time this past week, he said, "Why do they even need it? They already have TikTok." There you go. That's a that's <laughs> their biggest gateway into all of our data, anyways, to begin with. But we'll get into that with our panel, by the way, Vince, because that topic, among many that we're covering tonight, but that topic, uh, TikTok, especially, really does kind of tie in really nicely with our panel. It is all digital content creators, all comics who have sort of built a mass following online, blowing up with viral videos, sketch content. Uh, Some are some new faces on the panel and some are returning friends of the show, well familiar to our listeners. It is a full roundup. It is a full panel. Lots to get into from this past month in comedy, politics and society. We're going to get into it right now, Vince, right here on Inside Jokes. Let's do it. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, everywhere, all over the entire goddamn planet, where there's the internet on Global News Online. It is, of course, the end of yet another month in comedy, another month in radio. And that means it's time again for the roundup. So we have a full roundup panel. All of these comics slash content creators completely blowing up with viral videos, sketch content, comedy online, some new faces to the panel, and some regular friends of the show. Mark Anthony Synagoga, who is certainly, he's he's become basically like our Alec Baldwin or John Goodman, maybe more. Bad reference. Bad reference. Yeah. You are SNL, if you were. I know totally, our team totally listeners out there will be well familiar with people? that. Uh, But this panel, as always, is brought to you by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical, because the planet is getting hotter and so are your selfies. We will go around, introduce the panel. We have, of course, our good friend Mark Anthony. How are you doing this week, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. See, I did good, man. John, good, man. Okay. You know, you you always, you bring a ray of sunshine to all of our panels, uh, especially more of a hot mess the world becomes. There's always lots for us to catch up 
with you about and of course you also delve into the politics a little bit in your comedy anyways there's lots to unpack on the panel it's been another weird month just in life as a human being not even just in comedy we've got austin alexander on the shoe how are you doing my good man good thanks for having me on appreciate that thank, thank you, you for I'm being here. on how about that we got lindsay yeah. stone on the panel how are you doing today good thanks for having me it is going to be lovely to catch up with all of you about what a hot mess this past month has been. And of course, last but certainly not least, Blake Johnston also with us. What's up? How are you doing? Another face that is well familiar to uh, basically all of you collaborate on online sketches and videos together. So, I mean, that's the one thing I wanted to ask first off. I mean, whether you're performing on stage or filming this stuff and doing viral content, how did you all sort of come together and do this? And how important is chemistry in building sort of a collaborator ship a, a, a group a troop whatever you want to call yourselves how important is that chemistry yeah i would say that we all kind of recognize that we're all doing the same hustle um we all have a lot of experience on stage doing improv sketch whatever it may be and um i think that's how you gravitate to people online initially uh you're just kind of seeing that they're doing the same hustle you are i know mark and austin have been working together forever austin and Lindsay met on tiktok um and austin and i met uh, about like eight months ago. And then that's how I met Mark and Lindsay. Sorry, I was going to oh, say the pandemic, the pandemic kind of started us coming together, but the synergy keeps us working together, I think. Mm -hmm. Totally. But I think audiences pick up on that too. Like whether you're on stage doing live sketch as a troupe or, you know, improv or whatever, or whether it is these viral videos that obviously you have regular fans that watch all of your content. Audiences pick up on that. Audience pick up that people have that sort of chemistry together and just gel and vibe well together doing this sketch content. I think audiences are savvy. They can tell if there's like someone new jumps in and it just quite isn't the right fit. It's like one of these things just doesn't belong. True. Yeah, when yeah it works, that's you just, true. You just know it works. Everyone, everyone can see it. That's why the videos do so well. And I think when I first, when I first did my first uh, videos with Austin and Mark, I was a little hesitant to meet with them because I thought, I don't know, who are these guys? Like, wow. Why is that, Lindsay? Why would you good. be hesitant to meet us? Is it because I'm oh, 300 pounds? Yeah, I was hesitant to go meet two men that I met online in some random parking lot. <laughs> in an underground but, parking lot yeah. at the mall. Yeah. Bring and costumes. I, yeah, bring <laughs> costumes, exactly. Um, but, you know, immediately we just kind of clicked and it's just like, you know, three brains are better than one. So uh, we mm -hmm. just we just kept coming up with more and more ideas that you know we loved. And I think if we love the idea, you know, there's usually a handful of people or maybe a million people who love it too. Yeah, it's all about the relatability for sure. It really is, and I think honestly, especially now with so many crazy things going on, and I mean, we literally just came out of a two-year-long global pandemic, and now we're maybe teetering on the edge of nuclear war who will find out later that'll be fun but i feel like also your content has been such a good i almost want to say distraction for a lot of your regular viewers because it's just it's giving people something to sort of laugh at and look at away from just this bizarre news cycle we've all been stuck in by the way i mean yes it's a strange time to be alive a lot of messed up things are happening all over the planet the climate's falling apart and there's maybe world war three and there was the the pandemic but we just call it the pandy on the show because let's pandy. make that a bit more fun we call it the pandy on inside joke right <laughs> how important do you think and how essential do you think is comedy and satire right now i think that's really can that can comedy truly save the world or at least our sanity right now because i mean you're also coming out of a time where people were stuck at home and watching online online content constantly as a distraction 
I think, I, you, I think like, it, yeah, you said it pretty well there, Dean. Um, like, I mean, based on the, you know, just the, co- or the, the comments or the DMs that we get is people like, Hey, like, you know, I watch you every day, you know, it really helps me get through the day. Like I look forward to your videos. Like, obviously you can tell a lot of people are going through some things. So for them to have an outlet to like, you know, release, uh, I think that's, yeah. Comedy is very important in that regard. It makes it tolerable. Yeah. Makes life it's like, okay. It's not that <laughs> it makes serious. It tolerable. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing well, that the, serious. Whole, the whole reason I even started doing this was because I was stuck at home with two kids and I was bored out of my mind. And I said, <laughs> you know what, I'm just going to download TikTok and make crazy videos just for like myself, my own sanity and for, you know, some friends and family. And um, yeah. And now you're making a living. Yeah. yeah. I never thought I'd be with these, these guys. And TikTok completely changed the game. I mean, Mark, obviously, I mean, you started off in stand-up and producing shows. And obviously, we've covered a lot. You know, we've had you on this show plugging a lot of your stand-up over the years. But now, going into this time where you started pumping out all this viral content, and of course, we won't make you do it, but our listeners also know you quite well more recently for your excellent Doug Ford content. But how much did TikTok change the comedy game for all of you? Because, I mean, it's 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 become this platform that at the start, we kind of all sort of laughed it off and went, ah, oh, this is a weird temporary little fad. It completely changed the platform and the game in comedy the last couple of years. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. There's not much yeah. going on in the Canadian acting scene right now. So it's great to be. And, uh, they were, they were saying uh, 2023 um, big brands, like this is the big year where the shift in marketing and commercials are moving to online. So the brand, like we're almost on this pioneer um, we're at this like pioneer level of like brands figuring out, okay, we can pay influencers or micro influencers money instead of putting all this money in towards, you know, putting it on network television where those commercials go nowhere. So they're realizing that this is a stronger play for them. So we've kind of all set ourselves up right now to like make a living off doing just online comedy, which is, yeah. is kind of wild to think about. Yeah. Or like well, the shock cartes of comedy. It really is because it became sort of this wild west in a way where, you know, in Canada, comics were always struggling to figure out just how to how to make a living off of doing this and going through the same old channels of like, I have to get signed by one of these two clubs or do one of these three festivals or get picked up by one of these handful of bookers. Now it's like you can just build your own thing now. Comics figured out like this is a platform that I can use. No one's in charge of me. I can take charge of my own career, find my own audience, make my own content, and off we go. And I mean, all four of you are a perfect example of just how that landscape has changed in Canadian comedy. It's like, now nah, you know what? We're just going to do our own tours. We're just going to do our own content. We're just going to pump out our own records or start a label. Yeah. Com- mm-hmm. Comics have become your own gatekeepers in a lot of ways now because of these platforms. Yeah. Yeah. It I, sells uh, tickets. Yeah. It's, yeah. It sells uh, tickets this improv show we just did we, we sold out the comedy bar and like none of us have really done improv together or we're all a little rusty with or it at all. or at all yeah <laughs> you, you crushed it though um we uh we had an amazing time doing it and um yeah it, it's just nice to like you know get working there we go all right we're gonna come back with more of our roundup we got a full panel and lots of bizarre stuff from this past month in comedy and just life in general to get into we'll be right back with more of the roundup right here on inside jokes
going on, everybody? I'm Austin Alexander, and you're listening to Inside Joe. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto and, of course, Global News Online, which is all over the planet Earth while we still have the internet. We'll see if nuclear war changes that. Brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. Speaking of, Hakeem Optical, helping you block out those harsh UV rays this impending nuclear winter. How about that? I hope they really forget that they're sponsoring the show this week. Most likely, I feel like in seven and a half seasons, they still don't know that they sponsor this. <laughs> but they do. We have a full panel. It is time again for the roundup. Lots to unpack this past month on stage and off. I mean, listen, it's the comedy world is always ripe with controversy and hijinks, but just in general, it's a strange time to be alive. There's a lot happening on the world stage. And of course, who better to recap all of that than comedians and content creators? Uh, I'll kick it to a Toronto topic first, though, with our panel uh, here in the city. I think one of the most interesting things that has happened this last couple of weeks is of it's another mayor scandal. We haven't had a good one. We all, we went almost a decade without one of those. We all remember, of course, Mark Anthony, who who is partly infamous now for his wonderful Doug Ford impersonation and content. The brother of the late great Rob Ford, who was famous worldwide for being our crack smoking, cunnilingusing mayor <laughs> in Toronto. <laughs> we went almost a decade though of like nothing weird happening. Now this week, Toronto Mayor John Tory resigned. He basically stepped down. He, I guess, me too'd himself. Is that a thing? He's, I guess he had like an affair with a staffer, so he resigned. What does our panel think? Do you think he should have resigned? Do you think we just, are we ever going to get just like a normal mayor in Toronto? What do, we, what do you all think of that? I mean, now um, we have to pay $15 million to yeah. get another mayor. So $15 million's taxpayers money. I mean, at the end of the day, she was old. She was 31. And he was, you know, like I don't think it really mattered. In my opinion, I think he should have just stayed in office. I yeah, I mean, it it's really... one of those, yeah, it's one of those precarious things where it's like, I mean, obviously, you know, for his family, that's not a good thing. But it's like, that, yeah. what is the personal matter and what is, what ties in the career and the public profile and all that stuff? I made uh, a yeah, sketch, totally. uh, uh, just quickly, I made a sketch uh, recently, it was John Tory and his staff, and it's basically him having uh, an affair with a wizard staff. It's probably the stupidest <laughs> sketch I've ever made on the internet, but I just wanted I to throw it. that in there. That that was my commentary <laughs> on that. Yeah, I actually did that too. That was my commentary you, on it. Are you playing John Tory? Yeah, I'm playing John Tory, and then I have like a like a, an oud from Turkey. It's like an old Turkish guitar, and it's like bouncing up and down in the frame, and it's not saying yeah. anything, and it's just really dumb. But yeah, that was my commentary on the situation i'm still in shock that it even happened at all i mean it yeah. happened during the pandemic when we were all supposed to be locked down and he was looking pretty rough he hadn't had a haircut in a while I was looking like baseball <laughs> and he somehow managed to snatch a side piece that was like half his age i haven't seen a picture of her so i don't know i don't well, know Lindsay, how great blonde. he really did she's all uh, right he, yeah is she? he wasn't as lonely and and uh locked down as we thought he was i guess but now we've known that Mark Anthony could play Doug Ford. Uh, uh, Austin has played uh, Trudeau. Right. Now Blake is mentioning that, you know, he can go on and play John Tory. So are you playing the mistress in all of this? Am I the side piece? I don't know. I haven't seen what she looks like. <laughs> she's hot. Let's do it. <laughs> she, she's not that good. I think so. She's okay. Well, that's the I, thing, too, is like, 
John Tory was is has always been like he's just kind of always been there. There's been nothing controversial about him. Toronto has yeah. run relatively smoothly. And he doesn't really have really any defining characteristics that sort of make him ripe for comedy or make him ripe for satire. I mean, with the Ford brothers, there's all these so much yeah. to latch onto there. Well, that's the thing. He's always he, for for almost ten years. He's just been kind of like this milk toast. Yeah, that, that's why I was thrilled yeah. about it. I was happy about it because I was like, oh, finally, like he's following the footsteps of like our mayors of doing something fun. Like the U.S. has Bush, Trump, Biden. I watch this drive. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's just like, come on, man. We need somebody else to do something stupid that's fun. Yeah, I feel like, like they have. Yeah, I feel like they have to have something on them that they were going to be like, hey, if you don't step down, we're going to release this or do this because, like, to step down for messing yeah, around with somebody up. else. Yeah, and his wife doesn't even give a. Shit. She's like, I'm in Florida. Who gives a? Shit? Like, so <laughs> she doesn't care at all. So I'm like, if no one cares, and you guys kind of had this agreement, what? What? Why are you yeah. stepping down? It makes no sense. Yeah. It's weird. He like threw himself on the sword in a, in a way. I think that some news station had dirt on him, and that's why he had to come out, right? That's, that's what Mark was probably. saying. That's oh, really? Some, some it was like a cover up. Uh, yeah, or he just or he just realized how f- Toronto is, and just wants to get out and uses this as an excuse, like, oh, I got reelected, like I didn't want to, and now it's like immediately after. Which, by the way, it does feel like Toronto's been wiling out a little bit lately. Look at yeah. what's going on on the TTC. I'll keep it local and throw that one to the panel. Wow. It's like every second day right now, there's like a random beating, stabbing, mugging, assault all over the place. You got to see cops on every subway platform right now. Are we just sort of, I don't know, is this a bit of like you know a cabin fever in Toronto coming out of the pandemic or what? Gotham City, baby. Legit. I want to take a line from Austin Alexander here in our daily life. People need to get beat up. That's what's going on. They need to put a, they need a mayor to come in here and start beating people up because there's too many people running around doing stupid slashings. Like we need a Batman clearly to just start beating up idiots because there's a lot of people doing some dumb shit. Like you're constantly pushing people on tracks. You're slashing innocent people. Like we need a Batman. So swift, swift kick. I know someone who just the other day got like randomly someone like pulled off his headphones and punched him in the face and then ran away. Like, didn't we have a Toronto Batman though? Well, we don't need to bring that. We don't need that one. (laughs) We need a real Batman. He's a he's a local icon. He's also a rickshaw driver. Zanta wasn't Zanta thing for a while. Oh yeah, Zanta. I think Zanta was more of an anti-hero though. He was our Deadpool. Be fair, yeah, maybe. <laughs> we we've always had, yeah, we have the believe in the Lord guy from down at. That should be proof that the Lord ain't working for Toronto. That yeah. guy should uh, just look around. There we go. That's our that's our Justice League, our Toronto Justice League. Right? <laughs> <laughs> believe in the Lord guy, Zanta and Brovadoni. That's our. We're oh doomed. God. We're- <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, keeping with the politics. Where's John Gomeshi when you need him? Flipping. Oh God, yeah, he disappeared. Uh, flipping to the U.S. side. Listen, everything in the in the U.S. is always constantly about the next election. And I mean, I don't know. Some people might say that America is unfixable at this point. Joe Biden, though, too old to run. What do we think, panel? Because that's the big conversation there. Everyone's like, he's eighty. I don't know. Do you do that? No one's done that before. I can't stitch a sentence together. Yeah, that's the thing. He has a hard time getting through a speech without yeah falling asleep or remembering where he is now. I, I don't know. You I know what? And should... I don't want to make it about old people because there's some old people that can keep it about together. It. But like this guy can't even keep it together. If you're 60 and sound like Joe Biden, you're just not running. It's like he's sick. Like his brain is sick. I could. <laughs> <have> to... 
And you don't mean that in the millennial way either, eh? Like his brain no, is just, so sick. Is it Trump really old too? <laughs> his brain is is I mean, you know, I mean, here in Canada, it's like we just had, you know, the late great Hazel McKellian, McKellian, who was mayor of Mississauga for like 102 years. I don't know. But she, I mean, but again, she had her wits about her. She was a kick-ass politician and well-loved for it. Biden's kind of like it. I mean, he's had this very storied and distinguished career in American politics. Does seem like the cheese has slid off the cracker a little bit. I don't know. Oh I've yeah, never heard that phrase before. Me, that's a huge <laughs> crack. Ever heard that? Off the cracker. Wow. I also am an old man. All right, that was a very old time. <laughs> All right, we got lots more to get into with the panel. We're going to come back from break with more of the roundup, more of our content creators, right here on Inside Jokes. everybody it's blake johnson aka the bay street beauty here you're enjoying inside jokes here have a good listen Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby, right here on 640 Toronto. And as always, everywhere, all over the entire universe on global. Brought to you as always by our lovely friends at Hemocle. They look great on comedians and with frames so strong, Will Smith wouldn't dare split a knuckle on them. It is, of course, the end of yet another month in comedy. That means it is time again for the roundup. We got a full panel of comics, viral virtuosos, content creators absolutely blowing up online. Uh, one interesting thing that I wanted to get into with this panel actually is like when you start, when you actually start, I mean, we we're talking earlier in the show about comics going on these platforms and actually who would have thought about this getting paid to do comedy for a living. What an exciting time to be alive. But now you have actual brands reaching out to you to create content. I mean, you had something working with the, the LA Kings. What happens when you get brands that reach out to you and want you to start producing content for them? Is it sort of a double-edged sword in a way? Like do you lose some of that sort of, creative freedom that you had and the you know what sort of brought you together in the first place which is sort of going into this wild west of a platform and just doing comedy nobody else is doing is there a bit of a duality there where it's like yeah we're making bank and we're getting recognized by these big brands but now we have somebody sort of steering the ship a little bit that wasn't there before uh i would say i mean you got to make money so it's <laughs> I think selling out is the best thing ever. Um, no, but in terms of like the actual element of these brands asking, for, they want what you have to offer. So they're not just reaching out to you randomly. They've done their research on you. Um, and sp specifically with my content, I tell them like, listen, I, I would rather make it product placement than me making it a, you know, a whole advertisement. Fair so, enough. And I mean, yeah, there's, I mean it's, it's certainly exciting too, because I mean, you have 
people are watching, people are paying attention. And obviously you're attracting big brands like that that go, well, we want to work with these people. We want, they're onto something here and we want them to produce stuff for us. Yeah, and isn't it all at the end of the day, what's more important? I mean, obviously being working comics and, you know, some of you have families to support now and all that stuff. So it's like, what's the ultimate goal? Is it doing stuff that just sort of feels good creatively as a comic and makes people laugh? Or getting those numbers and getting seen and, and making a living off it. But you can do both, really. Without oh, I'll sell out. I'll sell out. Oh, yeah. 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 I'll sell out. There, there's got to be a balance. And I feel like the uh, the fan base knows when it's a brand deal. So, I mean, Austin's really good at disguising it, I'd say. Um, you all are. Uh, but I, I think even when we are selling stuff or pushing it, people see how much work we put in and recognize how much work we put into this stuff and like are already super appreciative for making them laugh on whatever. So if they're like, oh, okay, well, now they're just getting paid and good. I'm glad they're getting paid so they can keep making the shit that I want to see them do and not this brand deal. And we found a good way to making the brand deal as funny as it is anyways. So yeah, yeah. They, they almost make it like people, audiences kind of make it seem like, oh, they're legit now that big brands are reaching out to you. Like if Amazon reaches out to you, they're like, oh, buddy's getting the bag. You know what I mean? So, right. so they're kind of like, they push and support you because you're getting money. Yeah, Austin made a good point about it, making it feel like a product placement rather than like a cheesy infomercial. And I find a lot of content creators that make branded content, they have this like bad infomercial vibe to them where they like looking down the barrel of the camera. Right. Hi, do you want to use Kleenex? And yeah, it's just, uh, mm. it's finding that balance of just keeping it within the style of comedy you do while also promoting the, the brand. Well, it is true. And I mean, again, it sort of has pointed to how, you know, the times they are changing. I mean, even a few years ago here in Toronto, JFL 42 started booking YouTubers for to, to headline gala shows. And we're all like, what the hell's going, who the hell is Miranda Sings? And everybody in the comedy world was sort of thumbing their noses at this stuff. And it's like, well, now the game has changed. Now that's where comedy lives is a lot of this is online. There's a whole new audience there. And again, like I said earlier in the show, it's given comics the opportunity to just take charge of themselves and their own careers. Agreed. Right. Yes. Agreed. <laughs> Straight up. Right point, kids. Right we're, right we're getting, we're getting, we're getting paid, and it's and it's good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, I mean, this kind of loosely relates to TikTok because a lot of people talk about how it's it's a spy platform for, from the Chinese government, <laughs> and they have all our data. They're they're doing like an Uber Zuckerberg uh, spy balloons. What do we think about that? There's spy balloons that have been shot down. <laughs> above American airspace and now here in Canada a couple of times. First off, it's 2023. Who the fuck is using hot air balloon technology? I don't get it. It's a distraction, Dean. Is that it's what it distracted. is? Yeah, that's 100% what it is. They want to distract you all came from the spy platform to begin with, right? <laughs> well, well, the Ohio time. derailment. They don't it's want us brutal, talking about yeah. that. That should be all over the news. Which one? Like cloud of, there's a cloud of like chlorine gas now over Toronto. From that derailment, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's all, and they're trying to, you know, get everyone's attention away from the Ukraine war and them, you know, all that going on. So it's a whole distraction because three of the balloons that they shot down were actually just civilian balloons. So I'm thinking, I was actually riffing with that. Uh, like, like, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like a little kid's looking at his balloon. He's like, Dad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jetliner takes it out. <laughs> F 35. It was the balloon boy from 10 years ago. They accidentally killed him. <laughs> he finally made it, and they shot him down. They need to make an episode of South Park on that, for sure. That was, that was a very early and out-of-date out of, out of date 
cultural reference right there but that was an early viral thing certainly by the way i mean obviously as comics and you know like i said earlier a lot of the content that you're doing has done a really good job of sort of giving people something to to watch and laugh at the world around us i mean sometimes you delve into the politics a little bit and what you do obviously mark with the doug ford stuff but for the most part it's just good hilarious content that does pull us away from this stuff as comics that's always the job right it's you sort of take the scary things going on in the world and take you know take the power out of it and make it relatable and find the funny in in even the darkest of times as human beings though some of you have families some of you have kids are you just terrified as people and now like are we screwed every two seconds it's like the polar ice caps are melting but also russia is launching a nuclear ship like are we how are we all gonna die let's just be honest comedians are we all gonna die and well, one day yeah yeah we are one day yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you ever talked to your grandparents or parents, but like they said the same back in the 90s. They'd be like, Y2K is coming. Napster is going to impregnate your brain with Metallica music. You're like, okay, relax. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I feel like it's just another thing that's just trying to scare us. And like, I feel like the best thing we could do is just keep laughing at everybody, not take so seriously or else you yeah. just keep listening to cnn until your heart explodes we got to yeah. keep on keeping on and find find the funny listen we're living in a we're living in a post pandy life that's all we're trying to do mark anthony and friends Andy. right isn't it fun and how meta is that you're all going viral during a pandemic that's wonderful oh, uh, shit. Right? right how fourth <laughs> wall is that you've all literally gone viral mm. during a pandemic yeah, the pandemic hmm. is probably the best thing that happened to our careers. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> so. If not timely. By the way, this is a, the most horrible note as ever to go on a commercial. But speaking of, don't some of you, and I'm yes, obviously the pandemic was not good. <laughs> but here in Toronto, do some of you kind of miss where you would be able to like go walk around and it was just quiet everywhere? Or like mm -hmm. you'd go to the store and it was empty. It was kind of nice, right? I kind of oh, miss yeah. that. <laughs> I thought about that. Many I mean, times. no, I didn't. I was stuck at home with two children, three and ah. five, and like we Me had no. Just... We couldn't even go to a park. Do you remember? We weren't even allowed to be in a park at one point. Yeah, you had to be inside with your kids. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, guys, we're making another video. But now we're post-pandemic, <laughs> and you know, I mean, I'm in my late 30s, so now I've gone back to what I was doing before, which is now I have to find excuses to cancel plans with friends. Whereas for two years, I had that built right in. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I'm old. All right, we're going to come back with more of our panel, more of our roundup. We're going to wrap it up with these content creators right here on Inside Jokes. What's up, everybody? This is Mark Anthony Synagogue, and you're listening to Inside Jokes. 
Inside jokes, boys and girls, it is the end of yet another month in comedy, and that means it, of course, is time for the roundup. Brought to you, as always, by our lovely friends at Hakeem Optical. With frames that look so good, they'll have everyone saying, damn, Daniel. Once again, a very timely pop culture reference <laughs> from yours, wow. truly. You've been Mark, crushing these Hakeem Optical spots, man. Is burying his head in his hands, but it kind of ties in because obviously all four of you have completely blown up online the last couple of years with your sketch content, viral videos. You built this massive new audience. And of course, you're very, again, representative of how much that landscape has changed in comedy. Everything is on the digital landscape now, and it's all about sort of finding your own audience and building your own career. I wanted to go down digital memory lane with our panel a little bit and just pick everyone's brains on what were some of your favorite viral videos from the internet days of old back to the very beginnings back to the days of grape stomping lady wiping out and i love turtles and star wars kid what is some of your favorite stuff from like the e-bombs world land of oh, oh the gi joe um parody yeah. videos all oh, those were so funny they were happy just all like dubbed friends. over yeah happy tree friends is good Remember uh star yeah. runner oh charlie Charlie, out oh, Charlie, Charlie bit me. Those kids are like 40. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crazy. I saw them on TV the other day. I was like, wow, we're old. Tina, you remember yeah. Tina takes a tumble where she's like the girl standing on the table and just the whole thing flip. She just falls, but it's the funniest yeah. thing. Oh, that's funny. Well, that's what I was, there was, I think it was like in Buffalo or something. There was the the lady at like stomping grapes at like this winery yeah. and she just yeah. wiped out and <laughs> <laughs> sound <laughs> made. Oh, oh my God. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, that used to kill me. I was like, that woman's dead for sure. I remember Tourette's Guy. Were you guys ever into Tourette's Oh yeah, guy? I love Tourette's Guy. Yeah. I loved that. It's funny though too, because, you know, I mean, this was all stuff that sort of, it was almost like this cult, like, you had to discover this stuff and then you would share it with your friends and talk about it. It was like a lot of this stuff was like hidden gems on the internet. Cause again, it was sort of, you know, the early era of all this stuff. Do you, how much do you think that's changed audiences now? Like how short do you think our attention spans are now? Like well, I, we stream everything at home. I mean, even like how long does it take you to watch a movie at home? Now you just pause it 800 times and an hour and a half long movie takes you like a full day. To sit. Like, yeah. you know, in a way it sort of works for you all because you're doing these consumable, you know, these sketch videos and this content that sort of lives in that realm. Do you think our, our attention span is shortened down now? Do you think it all has to be about like, go big, go fast, grab their attention, do something completely different and just get in and out. 110%. I think the most important thing for a video uh, on TikTok or Instagram is the hook. It's like the first like two or three seconds you got to hook them because everyone's just doom scrolling swiping 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 so you got to do something to catch their attention and yeah we all predominantly shoot stuff that's under a minute long and um yeah that's why i think like going to the theater is still so important because you're kind of forced to get off your phone and actually focus on something for an hour and a half where it's so much harder to do that when you're at home mm. i feel like back in the day it was harder for things to go viral as well because you know when we had flip phones and like razors like I don't when like those that e bombs world era you were talking about it was like oh we're sending links over MSN we're not like yeah. it's not as easy to share things as uh, it was back in the day. You have to be physically going out of your way to like I'm going to sit down at my computer and watch this link. It's like now you just yeah. have your phone on you at all times and you're buried in it at all times and you're on the subway or wherever and it's like it's right there in front of you and you're you're scrolling every waking moment day to day now. 
Yeah. Which again has poisoned society in a way. Oh man. I'm so happy I didn't have a smartphone growing up. I can't imagine what it must be like being a kid and being like eight and having Snapchat. That's the weird thing. Like even, you know, I've got two little nephews and it's like, these kids were basically born knowing how to use an iPad. It's bizarre. Like no one even taught them that. It's just like this inherent thing. Now it's like, they both have one of them's five and has a towel. Like, I don't get it. Crazy. Joe, you guys remember when South Park made fun of gingers and then that kid came out saying gingers do have souls and he like <laughs> blew up for like two months? That was great. <laughs> oh, I just remember that. Here's a question. <laughs> We're all making way on Instagram and now it's TikTok. How long before the new thing comes out and then you all got to reestablish yourself again on that platform? Like when does it end from a social media aspect of getting your stuff? Like, YouTube is YouTube and it hasn't gone anywhere. Yes, it's modified itself over the years, but your content can still live and die on that platform. But is anybody in fear of the next big, next, you know, viral social media thing to come and just start from square one again? Well, it's funny I think that that's going on. I think that's a, that's a, if you look at it that way, then yeah, you can be scared like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to learn this new thing. Or you just adapt your comedy style to that medium. So it's like, you know, if you're on Twitter, you can write your jokes out. If you're on TikTok, you can make 30 second, 60 second videos to get out sketches. And, you know, you just kind of adapt to what it is because there's always going to be something ever changing. I think what's going to happen in the future is that a lot of it's going to be subscription based and like the model of like Instagram and TikTok is going to be completely different in terms of like we follow these creators uh, like we're, we're already there, but it's going to be way like they're going to be A-list creators that are just being followed on TikTok, which is happening now, but it's going to be more subscription-based and, you know, you come to them for your TV show channel kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, again, I think it kind of in a way has has forced comics, people in the comedy world to sort of broaden their horizons because mm. these are all platforms that like you kind of just hit on there, Austin, is that, you know, it's just another tool in the arsenal. It's just another platform for comics. But again, we used to not that long ago in especially in Canadian comedy, it was sort of this divided thing of like, no, I only do stand up and that's it. And that's the only true comedy. And the sketch mm. people are over here and the improv people are over here and anything on the Internet doesn't even count. And it's ridiculous. And now it's sort of especially the last couple of years sort of forced comics into this perspective a lot more now it sort of has all glommed together everybody's yep. spinning multiple plates everybody's cross-platforming it, and in a way it's forced us to sort of open ourselves up to more possibilities and that's why we're seeing that now that's why we're seeing comics go no i just make a living doing this now because they've opened themselves up to that yeah, uh, yeah. by the way we could really do this all day with this panel i can't believe how fast this roundup has gone by but before we do let you all go uh we're gonna go around the panel <laughs> Find out where we can watch you online, find you on Tay Internets, all that good stuff. Mark Anthony, we'll flip that to you first, just in case our listeners from like two weeks ago forget where to find you. At not Mark Anthony. Adapt or die, baby. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> oh, Lindsay Stone, where can we find you on the internet? Oh, on the internet, you can find me on Instagram at the Lindsay Stone Show, TikTok, Lindsay L. Stone, or you can hit up my website, lindsaystone.org. There we go. Blake, where can we find you, my good man? Instagram, it's Blake Johnstagram. And on TikTok, it's Blake Comedy. All right. And Austin Alexander, where can we stalk you in the digital realm? Uh, all platforms, it's Austin Alexander. Keep it simple. A-U-S-T-E-N, Alexander. There we go. And also, of course, to our listeners at home, don't forget to check out all of their online content, watch their videos, 
scroll through them on an Instagram and every single platform near you. That is our panel. That is our roundup. We got a little taste of comedy coming up in the RX, but don't forget, as always, you can listen to us right here on 640 every Saturday night, and you can stream all of our episodes right back to the very dawn of time on Global News Online. That is our panel. That is our roundup. We'll be back next week. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy RX. This week's Comedy RX is Mark Anthony Synagoga. At home with my nonna. Anybody here ever live with their grandmother for a period of time? Sweet, nice. Yeah, I've lived with her for about ever. Uh, that's, uh, and uh, she's great. We always get into fights though. Uh, she's about 88 years old. And uh, here's the thing, give you guys a visual before I get into this. Uh, my nonna is exactly, because I take her to her physicals, okay? She's exactly 4'11". 392 pounds, which means she is an exercise ball with an apron on it, right? She is a perfect sphere, right? Uh, she's kind of has like sitting skirts and standing skirts. You know what I mean? Where the whole bottom half is a sphere that kind of wraps around, right? She's got that going on. Adorable, love her to death, but those are just her looks like BB-8 from the new Star Wars, right? Uh, that's how she looks. I mean, I was getting into fights, and uh, the biggest fight we ever got into went exactly like this. I walked into the house, and she's like, Mark, before you come downstairs, can you get to Nona's purse? I'm like, no problem. Got the purse, right? You got bad knees. Grandson of the year. Inheritance. You know what I mean? So then I... Uh, <laughs> right? So I went to get the purse, and I noticed that the purse was open, right? And that was a, uh, a red flag for me. I was like, I'm not sure what's going on here, because sticking out of the purse was a pepper spray. And I was like... Not sure what that's about, right? So I asked her, I was like, hey, Nana, question. What's going on there? She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, why do you carry around pepper spray? Swear to God, she goes, well, Nana carry around a pepper spray just in case of somebody wanted to take in my purse. I was like, right. And where do you keep your pepper spray? She's like, in my purse.